0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening and welcome to Umlink Energy Speaks Back powered by Hark. My name is Paul Webb, I'm the founder of B2B Energy and I'm your host. Weekly I present to you experts from around the world. Today we are in the UK discussing the benefits of networking. Our purpose as always is to provide a good understanding of energy management knowledge from around the world, which is available today for us to deliver savings that impact on our planet. Before we get into today's interview, I would like to recognize our sponsors. They are Umling who are taking the confusion out of energy management. Clean Energy Revolution, for their knowledge and networking in the renewable world. B2B Energy, for the 11 week energy program, Hark Systems, renowned for their energy software, Alexis Energy for power management, led by Vision, LED and controls, Watts for their electronics and EV transition, Carbon Black Global for their waste to energy initiatives. And lastly our certificate partners esther energy welcome to episode 66 of energy speaks back powered by hark and my special guest today is an executive director of bni who dedicates his time helping business professionals generate new sales opportunities and ultimately more profitable businesses not just once in a while but he's there week in week out and year in year out so without any further ado i give you darryl buchanan good afternoon darryl how are you today very good thank you paul nice to see you and nice to see you too um had an early morning one this morning with bni uh,
1: not so much today early morning with the dog and the fog
0: right but most of your mornings are taken up with B&I, but not today. Uh,
1: yeah, most of them are taken up doing some networking, helping businesses to collaborate and grow.
0: Brilliant. And Daryl, um, I know you very well, but that accent isn't from England, is it? And even though you're in England.
1: Um, that's right, Paul. And um, fair to say that I'm the only one between us with, without the accent. Um, thanks thanks very much. Um, I'm a true-blooded New Zealander, Kiwi to, to the fans, um, and been in the UK now for some 18 years.
0: Right. Brilliant. So we're going to learn more about that. So, uh, Daryl, I know you very well because I actually work. I've, I always say you're my boss in, in a strange sort of way sometimes, but I know you very well. But for the benefit of our audience today, can you give us some background to yourself?
1: Sure um I guess uh, I started my career in uh, interesting enough as a uh, um a draftsman in designing palletized racking systems for warehouses go figure that and here we yeah. are on the other side of the world uh, and I I really enjoyed that I um the It was for a small manufacturing company um designing and developing ways of making things move in a warehouse in a more efficient way um and then that kind of led me into um looking at time management as a process within people and within companies and sort of that stuck behind my um behind my mind for a little while. Uh, And I left that and went into, needed a career with a a label on it. So I went into retail management and I did a training scheme with a large retail chain in New Zealand. Large retail chains in New Zealand is probably five shops compared to out here, but that's large. Um, And that really um, gave me an insight into helping people um, uh, from a sales point of view, customer service point of view, and then um just service in general and how to handle different situations that then led me to franchising uh where i went into my own franchises and had uh franchise sports shops in new zealand still in the retail market Um, and I came out of that simply because there was more people wanting to steal stuff from our shop, which kind of meant that we had the right things in our shop uh, without without paying for it, which wasn't a really good business model. Um, uh, and I got out of that at the right time because New Zealand was on a high uh, as normally is with sports. I just thought I'd throw that one in there, Paul. Um, and, uh, you know, that was a lot of money tied up. Um, uh, in retail stock, um, but I absolutely loved that industry as well. Um, But really the passion has always been people and helping people develop individually and then as a as a business uh, and that led me to BNI. Uh, I set up my own training and development company. Um, going back to the time management, I actually specialized in um, time management and business planning so that I could help more people grow personally uh, and that's when I got involved with BNI. I was invited along to a BNI chapter Um, because I had all the enthusiasm in in the world and a great business model. I just didn't have any customers. So I thought I'd better go and try this networking thing out, which at the time was pretty new to New Zealand, I have to say. Uh, That was 21 years ago. Uh, And I sat around a table with four other people. Uh, I remember them to this day, a mortgage broker, an insurance broker, an accountant, and a uh, solicitor. And my first impression was... If this is networking it's not for me these aren't even my target market little did i know that uh, some six or eight months later my best ever referral came from one of those four people that led to six figures for my business and um, she continues to be a really good friend of mine today so that's kind of where it started and then from that i ended up in the uk um, helping to develop bni uh, on a more global scale,
0: then the, the 21 years ago compared to today, there's a lot of education around networking and and how we act upon all of that in today's BNI. Um, I've been involved with BNI since 2019, but I was involved back in 2006 regarding the networking. And I've seen a massive jump between 2006 and 2019. Was there big changes from 2021 to? you know, sorry, 21 years ago? Absolutely.
1: Look, I think that um, as if you treat networking, irrespective of BNI, if you treat networking as an industry, I think it's been around for hundreds of years, Um, but it hasn't been specialised until the last probably 40 years. And BNI has been at the forefront of that. And uh, the availability of, more people um, diversifying into different markets, but most importantly, technology has played a huge part in being able to reach a wider audience and then deal with a, um, a, uh, an audience in a more de- in-depth uh, arena.
0: And obviously the last two years we've had with BNI and many networking groups going online, of the time has made a massive difference. I've seen my world of networking, just talking to people within my industry change radically because, you know, the world has shrunk because, you know, I can now talk to anyone in the world via Zoom or Teams or whatever we have available to us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think that um, as as horrendous as the pandemic has been on families, communities, people in general, uh, it's opened up a Bigger opportunity for people to connect. Put all the business stuff aside for a moment. It's allowed us to still keep in contact face to face in a virtual world, just to show we care. And um, you know, that's a major part of business these days. It's a major part of life, uh, love, uh, and uh, and communities is to show that you care. And Irrespective of what's happened, all the bad things that the media report on, it has brought a lot of people closer together, and it should have brought a lot of people closer together. We've certainly been promoting uh, within our networks that people just connect with people on a one-on-one basis just to see that they're okay. Irrespective of everything else that's going on, let's just make sure our friends, family, network, whatever your colleagues, whatever you want to call them, are okay. And a phone call is really good because you've got to listen. But being able to see someone, you can see their body language at the same time it makes a huge difference.
0: No, I, I felt that when we went into the lockdown with B&I, the, the way the community just kicked in, basically, and it brought everyone together. You know, I, I go back to those days, and the, the, the feeling of everyone was scared. There's so much uncertainty, but it just brought it together, didn't it? it it's, as you say, we started to show that, that we cared about people.
1: Yeah, and look, um, people don't like change, um, and there was a lot of people uh, in 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 the the small portion of BNI that we look after in central London uh, and the city um, compared to the global you know um, market. Um, there's a lot of people, even in our sector, that were scared uh, and very vocal about how online's not going to work, you know, BNI has always been face-to-face for 35 years. How can you force us into into going online? First thing was we didn't force anyone to do anything. Um, There was enough going on in their own lives at that time. And when people are really struggling, then you need to just take a step back and not put any more pressure on anybody. And the online um, uh, vehicle whether it be, as you mentioned, Zoom or Teams or any of the other ones has been hugely impacting on people's lives on a positive, I think. And um, we've seen some fantastic results. You know, our results in London are exceeding the national average for, you know, I percent se- per, um, in terms of our members, uh, the members that are staying because we're doing something right for them and the amount of business that they're passing. And that's, I believe, because we've forged that more of a personal relationship between
0: the teams there people are going to really ask the questions today is why is paul webb talking to a networking expert and for me the reason why i'm doing it is i'm teaching um, energy experts around the world to network now i boast that i don't have competitors i boast that i can speak to other competitors working in my field other energy experts in my field whereby i can share knowledge so By sharing knowledge and networking with them, I can then share my, you know, we can have a look at a gap analysis between the two experts and all the good things that I can give and all the good things he can give. We can put into that same pot and start to share that knowledge together and boost up what we're trying to achieve across the world. Now, networking is important in my world, um, and I've learned how to network. You know, I've learned all the techniques. How do we? share all those techniques of networking and how do we share that word of the importance of networking across the world?
1: Um, I think that first and foremost, I don't consider myself an expert at this, Paul. I think that um, people are all experts at networking. If you've got a mouth and two ears, you're an expert at something. Some people choose to use them in the wrong proportion though. Um, I think that um, in order to, um, make it more beneficial to you. It's not about the amount of people that you have in your network, it's about the depth of the relationship that you have in that network and the knowledge that you can share with other people who have become interested in what you're talking about. So you don't have to be an expert necessarily in only your field, you know, so you don't just become the expert in energy as Paul Webb, you become knowledgeable about other people's industries through your network because you've got lawyers and you've got creative people and you've got finance and marketing people. You become aware of their industries because you're talking to those people all the time so that then when you're talking to a client, you're not there to sell them a service. You're there to converse with them and to build up a trust so that then they're more inclined to say, so how can I help you, Paul? And then if they say that, you can say, hey, well, look, actually, this is what I do, and this is who I'm looking to get business, my business into, uh, do you have any contacts? So rather than selling to me, you want to develop a relationship with me that I can then ask you, hey, that's really interesting, how can I help? And you say, well, I know you're connected to this market, and this is the company I'd love to deal with. Would you, Would you mind... Making an introduction for me and it's almost like a conversation starter rather than trying to sell to me use my network and part you know get me to introduce you to the right people I might be your key client but you don't want to try and sell to me right from the start you need to converse with me so you know the biggest thing that I've learned from networking it's not a race don't be desperate and look. The last two years has taught us how to be desperate because there's people out there desperate for the next invoice because they haven't really got a business. They're just desperate to, you know, get some food on the table and that's okay. But don't be desperate to a a point where you push people away because those people know other people who could be really, really influential for you. So it starts with take a breath, slow down. Why do you want to meet with that person and what are you going to be asking them when you've had the opportunity for them to say, so how can I help?
0: Does and that is answer your question? That does. Is there any techniques that you could be looking to give to someone regarding that?
1: Yeah, it comes back to the two ears and the one mouth. Yeah, and use them in that, in that, in exactly. that um, uh, profile. Um, you've just got to listen to clients more Um, so many times do you go networking and look you can network everywhere let's face it you can network 24 7 online offline wherever but there's so many people go to networking events purely to sell you something studies show that people don't go to networking events to buy anything so stop selling them if they're not going there to buy don't sell learn learn what they do, how you can help them. And you might come to me and say, hey, look, I've got this real challenge at the moment. I've got my sponsors and I want to be able to uh, give back to them somehow. Have you got any ideas? Have you got any experience in that sort of thing? I say, well, yes, I have. But I've also got people that specialize in that sort of thing. Why don't I introduce you to those? So it might not be a direct sale. It might be an opportunity for you to grow your business in a different sphere. And that's really important as well.
0: And that's where we start to... And I think I learned that word from you and Laura, actually, regarding the word pivoting. That's where people start to pivot their business, isn't it? By talking to other people.
1: Absolutely. I mean, BNI is a classic example. For 35 years, BNI has always been a face-to-face networking, business generation network. Uh, They meet face-to-face every week. And that was the model. Now thankfully we had a very um visionary ceo come on board uh, graham wyman and we owe a lot of um, credit to him uh, because three or four months prior to COVID even being known in the world he had sat down with his leadership team and said right how can we disrupt our own market bni has been doing this for years but you know, we're at risk, like any company is at risk of a competitor coming in and taking a market share. What can we be doing or what sort of things could disrupt our market? And then they identified that online, an online platform could disrupt our market. So they started to develop one and they were already in talks with the likes of Zoom and those types of platforms in order to be able to enhance what we already have. So just so happened then in, in March, globally. Um, our whole market was turned upside down. So he had the foresight to see that and then come March, when the global pandemic hit, we were three steps ahead of most other networks because we could um, just go online and 60 countries across the globe for BNI went online, we lost one meeting, one week of meetings across those 60 countries. Um, so. Pivoting is really important we were able to pivot and now another 18 months two years further forward we've pivoted further and now we have three products available so in the past we only had one face to face every week trundle into London meet at a restaurant and um, have your 90 minute meeting now we have still have that when we're allowed to. Uh, We've also got online only chapters available around the world, allowing us to connect with people, as you've said, um, a lot closer, uh, a lot quicker across the world. And then we've got a hybrid option, which is the first meeting of every month is face to face and the rest of them are online. Um, So pivoting, those that were able to pivot have done a fantastic job. And I've seen many, many examples of that. And it's normally because of their network has helped them get to there so the, exactly the point you're making is about their the wealth of knowledge that they there an experience that their network has to give them the confidence and encouragement to go that way
0: and that's exactly what i did i spent a lot of time talking to other energy experts and i was shocked because i started was you know the first person i spoke to was in mexico and then when we was talking and networking and i was listening to what he was telling me he was telling me that he more or less had the same problems and the challenges that I had Yeah. in my world. Yeah. And then yeah. I started having these becoming, you know, profound in the things I was saying by saying, we all speak different languages, but we all speak that same language. You know, yeah,
1: absolutely. It, was, it was amazing. Um, Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI, has said that we all speak different languages, but we all speak the same language of referrals. And referrals doesn't have to be monetary or transactional referral. It could be, um, a learning, it could yeah. be knowledge, um, it could be experience. And hugely, hugely important. So I think it comes down to the depth of your relationships with your network is far greater than the breadth of it. Because it's they're like the valuable, quality, but the quality not...
0: of it it's like the quality of the people you know, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and look, there's lots of examples that you can use. And nature's a great one. Um uh, we went for a walk uh, on sunday we go for a walk for an hour and a half two hours with our dog in the woods and the, you know the devastation in the in uh, in a big area of trees is quite visual um, you've got trees that have fallen down through high winds and you know storms um, and you wonder how come a tree in the middle of a wood wooded area can fall over when all the other ones are supposedly there protecting it but it's if you look at it more in, in more detail, you'll find that some of the trees have only got really narrow um, root uh, spread, either diameter or depth. The ones that are holding fast are the ones that have got the depth of the root system and that are really strong as a base to uh, to handle that sort of extra pressure. And it's no different in your own network. It's you can, I know people that got 20 30 40,000 people on their LinkedIn networks and uh, etc. But it's only a select few that really would be there at the end of a phone should you need it. It's only the ones that have got that really deep structure and trust with it's kind of like saying how do you um, identify what's what's the definition of a true friend? To me, it's a true friend is that person that if you're in trouble at three o'clock in the morning, you can ring them and they'll pick up the phone. There's a lot of people that are acquaintance, acquaintances, there's a lot of people that are family that wouldn't even do that. <laughs> um, um, and there's a lot of mates. But true friendship are the ones that would pick up their phone and do anything for you. And I think that's the same with your network.
0: There are, we've seen a lot of changes within networking as, as we know it. Um, do you think there's going to be more do you think that's going to evolve more
1: um uh, yeah look i can networking evolve um i'm sure it can um i think the vehicles that we use to network we've already proven that they've evolved with the online presence i think that who knows virtual reality has got to come into it somewhere that's the next thing, I think. Um, I don't know how, I don't know who will do it, I don't know what the benefits will be, but you just have to take your blinkers off and say yes to everything. Yeah. I think that the more we say yes to um, any new ideas coming through, the more we're going to be on the, on the right wave with networking. But I think it still comes down to how well you know the person rather than how many people you know. You know, it's often said that um, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think that that is right, not only because we've had a pandemic, because if anything, we've learnt that that has been proven to be a success. We've certainly seen it in our business. We've just been celebrating just this morning um, with our board uh, director um, how well BNI London has been going because of our whole approach to, having a, an attitude of, is everything okay? How can we help? Not about business, not about networking, not about BNI. It's about you as a person.
0: What, what sort of things can you tell our audience today regarding how they go about their networking?
1: Um, yeah, it's a really good question. So presumably everybody knows how to network. um and probably your audience um, network already. But I would say that um, to take more time doing it, I'm a firm believer, and there's lots of stories been written about that you're you know, the six degrees of separation. I'm a firm believer that you're only three steps away from the people that you really want to know. And you're standing in the middle of that opportunity every day of the week, whether it be online or face to face. You just don't know you're in it until you've either lost it or because you've haven't asked the right questions so three three steps away from uh, the queen was an example that we used in new zealand laura uh, my wife came out to new zealand prior to us being married and we were doing a training session for a, a networking group out there and um, she did this whole training about being three steps away from the queen everybody in the uk believes that they're only three steps away from the queen so she'll know someone who will know someone who will know the queen and i said to her well we can't really use the queen although it's we have the same queen in new zealand from the, through the commonwealth she's probably not as well known uh, or as respected as she is here in the UK. So how about we use Madonna? Madonna at the time was in the charts. It just shows you how long ago this was. Um, Madonna was in the charts at the time. And she said she gave this whole example about being three steps away from uh, Madonna if you ask the right questions and talk to the right people. Uh, the next morning, uh, I went to my networking group and I said, look, I've got Laura over from the UK she's a vegetarian i had no idea what that was but i want to take her out to new Ze- uh, out to a restaurant in auckland can anyone recommend one and a guy who was um uh, the graphic designer in the chapter at the time I, he'd been a member for two years i knew him really well he said darryl you've got to go to musical knives it's a restaurant they're a client of mine they're on k road in auckland um, they've been a client of mine for about 18 months i absolutely love what they do they're a vegetarian restaurant vegetarian and vegan restaurant he said actually The owner um, and the chef are partners in the business. And the chef, uh, I know really well, uh, he used to be Madonna's chef. Really? I could not believe it. So 12 hours prior to that, we'd just done a training to 50 people about being three steps away from Madonna. Now I'm sitting in a room with a guy who knows a guy who knows Madonna. And I have seen that example so many times. Yeah. So you need to, to come back to your question, a a top tip is take the time with the network that you've already got because they will know people that you need to know, but you just need to know who those people are first. So perhaps take some time out of your business to work out, okay, we've got 2022, no matter what the world's going to throw at us, who do I need to talk to? Who do I want? as a client, or as a support for my business in 2022. And write down, the, do some research. Don't be lazy. Just don't pick a name out of the hat. Do some research. Put down the name of the company. There's a really cool thing out now called Google. You can look up anything you like. Figure out who the person that you need to talk to. Is it the CEO? Is it the financial director? Is it operations, facilities management? Whoever it is, because who knows? I might play golf with them. I might go to church with them someone else might their kids might go to school with that person's kids you just don't know where they're connected until you turn the light bulb on in my mind that that's actually the person that you're looking for you see networking is more about uh, a sniper as opposed to a scattergun. scatter gun you want to be able to focus your audience your key connectors in your network on how to find you the right people. But you've got to do all the groundwork first. There's so many people out there that just expect it to happen. Well, I've got to earn the right to be tapping into your network, Paul. I've got to earn that right and that respect. Equally, you have to earn the right and the respect from me to tap into my network. But once we start trusting each other, it's so much easier, isn't
0: it? Exactly. And there's, there's ways of doing that, isn't there? To sort of learn and listening isn't it you're gonna go back to that again aren't you just (laughs) listening to the other person yeah you know not Uh, talking all the time and not letting that information come back to you
1: and i think it's 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 listening and hearing it's not just it's not just being in the same room while someone's talking it's taking it on board and showing an interest in what they're talking about get them talking about them because that's why you'll draw out all the different ways you can help them. And if you help enough people get what they want, uh, it comes back to you in, in bucket loads.
0: Exactly. And be specific of what yep, you're doing. And that to. comes
1: back to identifying who you if, – if you have part of your business plan for 2022, write down the top 10 clients that you'd love to, to um, talk to uh, over the next 12 months and mm-hmm. use that. And only ask for one at a time. Don't go and bombard me with all 10 because that yeah. means you're desperate. But also be ready for them. You have don't ask for someone that you can't handle right now because what you only get one chance at some of these people. What if I was able to or or someone was able to introduce you to that person today and they rang you up and said, Oh here you're looking for me? If you're not ready for it, you've lost that opportunity for good. So take bite sized steps in order to get to wherever you want to go.
0: So there are a lot of people on the spot and I, I've actually put you on the spot already with that question. And is there, is, I want you to give back something today. I'm going to ask you to give back something today regarding our audience as a takeaway. And that really is the takeaway, isn't it? That you're going to sort of help them with.
1: Yeah. I think, look, I think it's, you need to have a plan irrespective of your business plan your financial plan your life plan you need to have a plan with what if what if you had a blank canvas and you were able to mold your business for 2022 and beyond with the right sort of people around you um it could be that these are the clients that you want but it could be these are the people that I want to collaborate with the most. And then this is where you're an expert, Paul, you collaborate with some key people, not to give you clients, but to give you profile, reputation, support um, for, your, for your clients. So think about people who can actually add value to your business. What if you could have them sitting around a table as a almost a non-executive board? What if you could have them Giving you the advice and the direction and the leadership that you needed to take your business from where it is today to a global leader. You know, the Bill Gates's, the Richard Bransons of this world, they haven't got there by themselves. They've had really, really key people, better than them and in, in expert areas of, of business, that going to give them the advice and the direction and support. Why can't we do that as a small business? Why can't we have them as our network and that's what i want to set up is those forums to be able to help businesses with expertise who can come in and sit down over a coffee and the money doesn't have to exchange hands it could be something that we just do because we want to help other businesses if it turns out that that business makes millions and millions well you want to thank them in some way that's up to you but if we could if we could all have that mindset of how can we give to other people to help them grow to the level that we're at, then the world will be a better place.
0: And is this something that Daryl Buchanan is working on currently?
1: Yeah, and um, in a couple of ways. Um, personally, I've, I would love to offer my help and support to as many businesses as we can. Um, but equally, I want to take the model of... Um, transformational networking rather than transactional i think most of us are in networking to get some more business but i think there's another level which is transformational um, uh, where we're transforming the way our successful corporates can then add value to um, giving back to communities almost purpose driven so they've got a cause that they want to be able to share and come together and work on as a team of other CEOs or senior um, uh, management of uh, owners of companies so that we can then give back. And then as more um, smaller businesses reach that sort of threshold, they can be involved with that and take them to a next level as well. Um, So I'm quite passionate about that for 2022. I've given away my secrets now, you see. Um, But I think that that has got huge benefits to a lot more people.
0: And Daryl, I know you've got a great network. There's two more questions I have. There's two people I want you to introduce me to. So firstly, I'd like to be introduced to Madonna because I know you've got three steps to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and out of interest, any chance of being introduced to the Queen? Because I'd like to do some work at Buckingham Palace.
1: Well, it's interesting you should say that. So we've got a person in one of our groups in New Zealand, uh, in, uh, in London, Who has got the royal stamp of approval to supply the um, royal palaces? So, uh, look, getting involved.
0: Is his name James?
1: That's correct.
0: And I know him very well.
1: So, that's an avenue. You're not going to get to the Queen. The Queen doesn't make the decisions that you need to, but I'm presuming that you mean into that that royal family.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Equally, there are people that are in the music industry that could get you to the people that deal with Madonna. Mm. Um, but you need to know why you want them and you need to be ready for them. So all exactly. jokes aside, we need to be serious about our business. And is it the best really contact that, that I can give you? Possibly. Is it the really going to be of benefit to your business? Maybe not. Yeah. So we need to be serious about this when we're asking for them because you might just get them.
0: Exactly, exactly. So Daryl, I really appreciate you jumping on the call today. Um, it's an actual real pleasure working with you um, on B&I and sort of learning from you on a regular basis. Um, I'm excited about working in London and BNI. i the, the group, it's, it's really done well. And I know we've been sort of uh, been given some awards recently. So I hope that continues. And you and Laura continue with your, what you're doing in London. So Daryl, that leaves me with one more thing to say you and your family be safe in these times.
1: Thank you, and same to you.
0: Thank you.